Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is June the 8th, 2022. Let's talk NBA Finals. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, Game 2 went to the Warriors. I need for people to understand that the narrative we're hearing as fans might not be what's actually happening. The Warriors, Steve Kerr in particular, their head coach, have been to multiple NBA Finals. They know the way the system works. They understand that during a series, they're going to have to introduce new dynamics. Now, the fan-friendly story that they're throwing out there is that Steve Kerr was uncertain about the uh, health of Gary Payton Jr., so he didn't play Gary in game one, and then uh, Gary convinced him he's healthy, so Gary's out there game two, and of course, Gary's a shutdown defender, as he's always been with the Warriors. Helps the team win game two. By the way, the three-point shooting offset each other, right? The Celtics did as well as the Warriors did from three. But incredibly, the Warriors scored 40 points in the paint, whereas the Celtics only scored 24. The Warriors scored 33 points off turnovers. The Celtics only scored 15. Game two is really a testament to Better Warrior defense. Folks, they outdeed the Boston Celtics. Also, some of the numbers are a bit misleading. Jason Tatum looked like he had a good game. If you look at the plus-minus, the Warriors outscored the Celtics by 36 points. Let me repeat that. 36 points when Jason Tatum was on the court. So I believe what really was going on is that Steve Kerr is playing cards. He had an excellent card in his pocket, major defender Gary Payton Jr. And he played that card in game two. Now the Warriors know they can defend against the Boston Celtics. Understand, the Warriors were the top-rated defensive team in the league. The Celtics were number two. So defense actually ruled the day more than anything else in game two. Also, pay close attention to Robert Williams. I believe Ume Odaka is playing chess with him. He only played 14 minutes, 14 minutes and two seconds in game two. He's one of the best interior defenders in the entire league. Folks, he's on an all-defensive team. I am guessing he's going to challenge the Warriors' efficiency in terms of getting points in the paint in Game 3. Now, let's talk about betting strategy, whoever you're supporting in the series. Right? I don't know who wins Game 3. That shouldn't stop me from taking advantage of casino mispricings. So first, if you believe that the Warriors are going to win the series, 
then why would you ever fool around at the current odds with picking Steph Curry to win MVP? Right? Understand, the Steph Curry to win MVP odds aren't much different than the Golden State Warriors to win the series odds. Folks, Steph Curry is not going to win MVP if the Warriors lose. I understand back in the day, Jerry West did that. Jerry West is a senior citizen now. Understand, a player on a losing team hasn't won MVP in the NBA Finals in the 80s, the 90s, the O's, the teens. It hasn't happened for decades. Right? So... I'm not going to assume that it's going to happen now, especially when you have superhero types on the Boston Celtics. So, the first bit of advice that I'm giving myself, I'm just telling you what I'm doing here. And I believe Steph Curry is an excellent candidate to win MVP, and I'm still leaning toward the Warriors to win the series. But odds-wise, it makes no sense if I'm not getting a premium to pick Steph Curry when a Draymond Green has an excellent plus-minus, right? When a Andrew Wiggins is having a great finals. In other words, if I'm getting the same rate of return, why wouldn't I take the entire Warrior team? Instead of just taking Steph Curry, you're not being compensated for the risk because the rate of return on the Warriors simply to win the series is about what you're getting on Steph Curry to win MVP. So if you're thinking about picking Steph Curry at practically the same odds that you would get the Warriors to win the finals, just take the Warriors. This way, if a Gary Payton Jr. wins MVP, right? Let's remember, Steph has never won finals MVP. They gave it to Andre Iguodala, for example, one year. Right? If, somebody, if they do that again and give it to somebody else, you're okay. You're, you're still getting paid if the Warriors win the NBA Finals. Right? Again... The odds of Steph winning MVP without his team winning the finals is minimal. So instead of picking Steph at these current odds, they'll change over time, but at these current odds, instead of taking Steph to win MVP, just take the Warriors to win the series. Get the whole team. Don't care who wins MVP. You're getting roughly the same payout. Now, the Boston side's more interesting on the MVP odds. Folks, apart from getting assists, Jason Tatum was a disappointment in Game 1. Look at the numbers. Now, I know he got some numbers in Game 2. I'm just telling you, the minus 36 plus minus is terrible. It Nobody else in the game had a more negative plus-minus than Jason Tatum. So what is Jason Tatum doing as the favorite on the Celtics?
to win finals MVP. You know Draymond Green was on one of these all-defensive teams. You just saw Gary Payton Jr.'s level of defense. Folks, he should be on one of these all-defensive teams. It takes a while in this league to build up your reputation. He's one of the best defenders out there. You also notice that Andrew Wiggins is an above-average defender. All three of the guys, Draymond, Glove Jr., Andrew Wiggins, could stick Jason Tatum, give him problems. They could rotate on him, have him dealing with stellar defenders for 48 minutes. Now, if you believe the Celtics are going to win the series, understand that Casino has made a huge mistake here. You want leverage. Now, let's just talk about how leverage works. If I bet a dollar on five guys who are going off at, let's say, eight to one and higher, and any one of the five guys hits, understand I'm making a profit because I'd get $8 back on a $5 investment. Keep in mind, I also get the dollar back that I bet on the winning candidate. So I would get eight in profit, the refund on the dollar. I'd be out $4. I would make $8. In essence, the whole exercise gives me a plus 200. That's with bets on five different guys. Now, would it shock you to know that if you believe that anyone other than Jason Tatum can win the MVP of the NBA Finals if the Celtics win it, just understand that you're getting 8-1 to one right now and higher on Jalen Brown. You're getting 64 to 1 on Marcus Smart. Who had the best game for the Celtics in game one? I would argue it might be Al Horford. You're getting 66 to 1 on him. Right? Just think about that. I've just named some key contributors on the Boston Celtics. By the way, you heard me mention Robert Williams. By the way, he's on an all-defensive team, right? Great defender. You understand that people watching the series might appreciate his great defense if he takes over and stops the Warriors from scoring in the paint. He had a decent game one. Somehow he's going off at... 476 to 1 to win finals MVP for the Celtics. Folks, part of your portfolio has to be speculation. If you're looking at Jason Tatum, who the market is giving way too much consideration to, and if you're thinking to yourself, man, some people might have looked at Tatum in game one and been unimpressed, 
Some people might have looked at Tatum in game two with a minus 36, plus minus, and been unimpressed. The Celtics have home court if they win this series. Don't you want exposure on Brown, Smart, Horford, and Williams? Let's flip it over to the Warriors. Folks, I love Curry. I'll agree. Curry's the presumptive favorite if the Warriors win the NBA Finals to win Finals MVP. But wow, are you really going to pass by without taking a hard look at Andrew Wiggins at 93 to 1? 93 to 1 to win Finals MVP. Understand, if the storyline at the end of the series is, wow, Wiggins scored some points, played some major defense on Jason Tatum, just like Andrew Igudala. Andre Igudala won the MVP years ago. Don't you think some voters are going to give Wiggins serious consideration? What about the guy who many people consider the heart and soul of the Warriors? Just close your eyes for a second and think about who that would be. The guy who is out there playing his butt off, playing defense. He might be the team's best passer. Right? He's the guy who's yelling at teammates. He's the guy who's yelling at referees. He's the guy making sure the Warriors continue to have intensity. He's the guy, quite frankly, who sometimes yells at the coach. Fortunately, the coach has a very high EQ. That guy's Draymond Green. Right, folks? Draymond Green is really the heartbeat of the Warriors. If you want to know what he's capable of, you know that series the Warriors lost to LeBron when LeBron brought a title back to Cleveland for the first time in decades. Look at Draymond's numbers in Game 7 of that series. Right, folks, you're telling me that a glue guy, an essential guy, a guy who gives this suburban white-collar warrior team some toughness, some roughness. You're telling me that Draymond Green is going off at 77 to 1 to win the MVP? Look, I'm not saying it happens, but I'll tell you what, I, I certainly want to get a bet down on him. Right? If this is a rough and tumble series, who on the Warriors is more rough and tumble than Draymond Green? Right, folks? Sometimes you just have to take advantage of spectacular odds. I can tell you, I looked at the Lucas Brown Jr. Faw fight. Brown had been losing. But I knew Brown had a punch and was rough and tumble. They were offering 10 to 1 in a heavyweight fight. Understand, in heavyweight fights, guys with punches only have to be right once. Right? Lucas Brown was right. I'm not saying I expected it. 
Far from it. But Lucas Brown was right in the first round. Got the KO. I got 10 to 1 odds. I'm just telling you, with the MVP voting, especially if you're on the Celtics side of the play, you need to look at the favorite son, Jason Tatum, and ask yourself, gee, what has this guy done the first two games to make him be priced like this? I would argue Jason Tatum has had a subpar first two games. That opens the door to 8-1 to one on Jalen Brown, 64-1 to one on Marcus Smart, who had a great first game. Right? 66-1 to one on Al Horford, who arguably had the best first game and who has the story of the great guy, the vet, who finally made an NBA Finals. And, of course, is in there doing well. Right? I understand they shut him down in Game 2 on points. Al did some other things in Game 2. If he bounces back, I could see voters saying, wow, what a great bounce back by Al Horford. Don't overlook sentimental favorites. With the Warriors, Steph is game. No question about it. But wow, if defense rules the day, how many points did the Celtics score in Game 2? Well, less than 100. If defense rules the day, some voters are going to start looking at defense. 93 to 1 on Wiggins. You could do a lot worse with your money than hit on a 93 to 1. 77 to 1 on Draymond. Come on. You know the actual odds shouldn't be that high. Finally, with the Celtics, if defense does take over. On a team with the defensive player of the year. I would argue, arguably, the best defender on the team is the guy who's on an all-defensive team, Robert Williams. Right? The Celtics have to stop the bleeding of points in the paint. Look at the numbers. Right? The person who's in the best position to do so is Robert Williams. Don't be fooled by the fact that he didn't play that much in Game 2. Both coaches here are playing chess. They need to keep the other team guessing. They need that element of surprise. So, Game 3, I don't know what happens. Just be aware of the fact that the Warriors are excellent at winning on the road in the playoffs. They do that once every series. They have a streak right now going where they do that. Right? Understand, too, the Warriors are better than advertised. Klay Thompson has been MIA the first two games. There are going to be games out there where Klay Thompson is the centerpiece of the Warrior offense. Right? Klay's a guy who can literally go out and drop 35 points in a game. Right? So there are going to be dynamics we don't know about. So for me, the Game 3 play isn't a sigh. Rather, I'm loading up on these MVP props. So at the end of the series, when they say, wow, who thought that someone other than Jason Tatum would win MVP on the Celtics? I'll be quietly next to you, biting my tongue, ready to stand in line to get my payday. 
if that happens, right? In terms of the game itself, rather than pick a side, I'm going to pick the under, right? Offense can come and go. We saw that with the Celtics. The same team that threw down a great second half of the fourth quarter in game one came out and laid an egg for four quarters in game two offensively. But as Jordan used to say, right, you can play defense every night, right? Some days the shot's not going, but you can play defense every night. I'm expecting both teams to come out ready to play some defense in game three. I like the under in game three. What I'm doing too is I've laid bets on Jalen Brown. I actually got him at a plus 903. Right. Since then, it's been done down to a plus 800 because gamblers are savvy. Right. They've looked at Jason Tatum and they're thinking, man, I got to have some money on some other brothers to win MVP on this team. Right. Marcus Smart at 64 to one. What more do you need? He's sticking Steph Curry. If he slows down Steph Curry, and he's a defensive player of the year, folks. If he slows down Steph Curry and hits from three like he did in game one, somebody voting on MVP is going to think of him. Al Herford never overlooked the sentimental favorite. You saw Al in game one, and you were thinking, my God, Al, Al waited for this for so long. Right? You're not saying that about younger guys on the team. right? And I'm sorry. When I see a guy who's on an all-defensive team and he's going off at a few hundred to one, and I think the guy is essential to the team's success, Robert Williams, yeah, I, I've thrown a few dollars on Robert Williams to win MVP. Right? Just to understand, um, when a guy is getting uh, a plus... 47,618. You can throw a couple of bucks and be handsomely rewarded if that long shot, and he is a long shot, hits. On the Warriors, you know, I feel Steph Curry is one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Right? He even led the league in steals one year. Right? This is a guy who is the only man in NBA history to hit 400 plus threes in a season. But wow, things happen. I've been around long enough to know that sometimes the favorite son doesn't deliver fully and an Andre Iguodala can slip in and win MVP. So yes, I've put a bet on Wiggins. I've put a bet on Draymond. Right? The point is when you're getting 93 to 1 like you are on Wiggins and 77 to 1 like you are on Draymond, all you have to do is to throw a couple of dollars in that direction and you have that base covered. Right? Think about it. Also, why would I take Curry at this point, at this price, to an MVP when I can get practically the same price on his team simply to win the series? So those are my thoughts headed into game three. I like the under in the game. Let me hear yours. I hope you leave them in the comment section of this video. 
Let me make one final point here. 47% of the shot attempts have been threes in this series. Just to understand, the Celtics matched the Warriors in threes in game two. Understand the Celtics hit a bevy of threes in the fourth quarter of game one. Just ask yourself, what happens if we revert to the mean? The Warriors are much more efficient from the three-point line than the Boston Celtics. Much more efficient. That hasn't happened yet in this series. And yet the Warriors won game two comfortably, didn't they? If the Warriors come out and outdo the Celtics from three, and flash the defense they did in Game 2. Are you certain that the Celtics hold serve at home? Don't you think there's a chance the Warriors win one of the next two games that are going to be played in Boston? Also, let's be clear on Boston. This is a team that doesn't like to meet expectations in big games. Right? You thought it was over against the Miami Heat in Game 6. Right? The party was going to be in Boston. Boston was playing Game 6. In Boston. They aren't Jordan's Bulls, are they? Jordan's Bulls won the games they were supposed to. This Boston Celtic team loses Game 6 to the Miami Heat. Right? And it's the usual suspects. Wow, here's a shocker. Jimmy Butler is coming up big in a big game, right? Boston couldn't stop the obvious guys you would expect to come up big for the Heat, right? So then, of course, Boston has to play game seven in Miami, right? Think about that. I get the feeling right now a lot of Boston people are saying we have the series right where we need it. We have home court. All we have to do is win games three, four, and six. And there'll be another banner hanging in our home arena. Are things ever that easy for this Boston Celtic team? I think game three is up in the air. I'm not taking a side apart from the under. Also, I believe you're getting compelling value. Anytime you see Jalen Brown and they're telling you eight to one, nine to one, you got to say, well, are they watching the same game I'm watching? Right, folks, Jalen Brown's a major contributor on this team. Marcus Smart is a major contributor on this team. When they're telling you 64 to one, you have to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're giving me more than 50 to 1 on Marcus Brown. You need to have at least a dollar on both guys to win MVP. And I'm someone who doesn't even believe that the Celtics win the series. I'm still leaning with Golden State in the series. I still think they're the better team, right? Consider them to be one of the best stealth dominant teams in basketball.
right? One seed, what's that? Two seed, what's that? We'll take the three seed, right? And then, of course, nobody will know that we rank first in the league in defense. I think the Celtics know it now, right? And no one will figure out that we have several guys who hit 36% of their threes or better, Right? Keep in mind, too, with regard to the defense, Draymond, who's on an all-defensive team, Gary Payton Jr., who should be, you got Wiggins, Otto Porter is a damn good defender. It might shock some people, but the Warriors can match up defensively. That might be a bigger edge for the Warriors in this series than their three-point shooting capability. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.